Welcome, welcome. This is the official Plan Your Federal Benefits podcast. My name is Dallin Hawes. I will be your host today. And this is where we go over the tips and tricks and strategies to get the most out of your federal benefits and your federal retirement. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. It is so good to be here with you today. And it is going to be a great episode because we are going to talk about the tortoise fed and the hare fed, a play on a classic story that just keeps on giving because it is so darn applicable even to your federal benefits. We have all heard the classic, oh, I wish I would have started earlier. Oh, I wish I would have done this, I would have done that. But today we're going to look at the dollars and cents of what difference it makes to be the tortoise fed and not the hare fed, to be the consistent and steady federal employee that is planning for their retirement and those that try to really catch up at the end, what what difference does it really make and should you even care about starting as early as possible or does it just make sense to worry about it when you get a little closer? So for the story, we're going to look at two different feds, okay? Julie is our tortoise and Robert is our hare. Okay, so they both start with the federal government. We're gonna, it's basically gonna be a long story about Julie and Robert, about their career and the decisions they make when it comes to their TSP and the differences that really get so profound over time. So let's dig in. So Julie, like I said, she is the steady and consistent Fed. They both start their career at age 27. They're young, starting their career, they're good, they get good paying jobs. They both make $75,000 a year. And to keep the math simple, right? I'm going to ignore a few little things because it gets really complicated if you really detail every little variable out. But I'm going to keep it simple for you so that the numbers can speak for themselves, okay? So let's say they make $75,000 their entire career. Now, the odds of that are next to zero, right? They're going to get pay raises. They're going to get step increases. They're going to get more money over time, but just to keep the numbers exceptionally simple, we're gonna say they make 75K for the rest of their career. Okay, so they're, they're both 27. And Julie, right off the bat, she says, hey, I'm used to living like a college kid, like I know how to be frugal, so I'm gonna right off the bat invest 10% of my TSP, right? Invest 10% of my salary into the TSP straight away. Now, now I am including the matching comp- contributions that their agencies are also going to put into their TSP. In the numbers, I am putting that into the calculations as well. So, now Robert, on the other hand, says, "Hey, I'm young. Retirement is a long ways away. I know, I'm not going to worry about it for now. I'm going to worry about that when I get a little closer. I'm not going to use the TSP at all." And for just simplicity's sake, let's assume that not a single dollar is going into his TSP. Now, his agency, in reality, would put 1% of his salary automatically into his TSP. But just to keep it simple, let's say zero, right? Okay. So, let's fast forward 10 years. Now, I have the numbers right here to kind of walk you through. And if it's kind of confusing just to hear all these numbers and all these things. In the description, in the article I wrote on this, it has it all broken down. There's nice charts. It shows you all the numbers. So check that out if you're not an audible learner. Then make sure you go check that out so you can see what is actually going on. Okay, so 10 years down the road, Julie wakes up and she says, Wow, I have 
$170,000 in my TSP. I'm assuming about an 8% return for all this, just so you know. About $170,000 in her TSP. She goes to work and she talks to Robert. And Robert's like, wow, I need to use my TSP. I really need to get on that. So he, at that point, at age 37, starts to invest 10% of his salary as well, right? And so let's fast forward another 10 years, right? So Robert now has started and now he has $170,000 in his TSP. Julie, however, who started, you know, the 10 years previously, now has almost more than half a million dollars, so $500,000 in her TSP, just by investing for 20 years with 10% of her salary, right? So she has about half a, half a million dollars in her TSP. They're both 47, right? That's how far they are in their career. They work 20 years. So they, go, they both go to work again. And Robert talks to Julie and he said, hey, now I have $170,000 in my TSP. She's like, wow, I have about 500,000. He's like, wow. He gets super competitive like many guys do. I'm a guy, I know. He says, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna invest 20% of my salary into the TSP for the rest of my career. And Julie, she's been doing well. She's like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna stick to my 10%. So for, throughout Julie's entire career, she invests 10% of her salary. Robert, on the other hand, the first 10 invested zero. The second 10 invested 10%, and then the last 10, he invests 20%. Now they're both 57. Now they're both 57, and they're about ready to retire. Julie wakes up, she's 57, she wants to retire, and she notices she has over $1.3 million in her TSP. Just by consistently and steadily investing 10% of her salary into the TSP throughout her career. She's amazed. She's like, wow, I can easily retire. I could easily buy that home I wanted. I could easily travel in retirement. I could easily have the financial freedom to do whatever I'd like in retirement. Now, Robert's not doing too bad either. He wakes up and he's got about $650,000 at retirement at age 57. And now he's doing pretty well. He doesn't have near as many options as Julie, but he's still doing pretty well. He's got $650,000 in his TSP. So he could do things. He's got some freedom. But the interesting part about this whole example is that if you actually add up the numbers, we find that they actually put the exact same amount of money into their TSP. Meaning, Julie, contributed about 10%, okay, so she contributed 10% of her salary for 30 years, right? But Robert contributed zero, 10%, and then 20%. So if you add up all the money that they took out of their salaries and put into the TSP, it is the exact same amount. All the details, like I said, are in the article if you wanna see the numbers kind of broken out. But the difference was when they contributed into their TSP. The value of starting so early is that that 10% of, the, of Julie's salary that she put in at the first 10 years of her, of her career had 30 years to grow, 30 years to compound and really grow over time that created an incredible snowball. Where it, when you have less time, even if you really load up your TSP, the power of that really is diminished when you have less time to work with, right? So that is dollars and cents. An example, side by side, Robert and Julie, the tortoise fed, or Julie who is steady and consistent, and the hare fed, which is honestly what most feds do, 
is at the end of their career, they're like, man, I need to catch up, and so they add a bunch in at the end. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Maybe it does make sense for you to really catch up near the end, right? But the best thing to do is to start early so you have options down the road where maybe even if you started early, say, hey, I want to invest more, I want to have more at the end, no problem. But you at least have more options because you had more time to grow your retirement savings. So I hopefully that makes sense. And I know it's kind of hard to hear all these numbers and kind of know what's going on. But just look at my article. It kind of walks you through a little better. It's on my website. It's going to be in the description. There's going to be links wherever you're consuming this. Just check the description out and it should all be there. Okay, I hope this is helpful. I hope this is enlightening of what a little time and preparation can do for you and your career. And if you are a little late, if you're about to retire, there are still the things that you can do to be better prepared. It may not be, you know, 30 years that you have, but there are still things that you could do to prepare now to have a little more down the road. It's about being prepared, about informing yourself, educating yourself on what opportunities there are so that you are as prepared as you possibly can B. Okay, I hope this is helpful. You guys have a great week and I'll see you next time. And again, thank you for making it to the end of my video, the end of my podcast. I hope this brought value to you and your life. My goal with this content is to bring as much value to as many people as I possibly can. So please, if you can, if this brought value to you, please show your support, subscribe, hit the thumbs up, comment, Give me feedback about what you want to hear about, what you want to learn about, and how you can get more value out of this and so that I could do the very best I can to make this the best channel for my viewers, for my listeners, the very best I can. So again, thank you for being here and investing in yourself and in your future. And I will see you next week.